Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Uh, now, before we roll, a request. Um, we'd like some input on how we can improve the podcast. And we're running a survey over on the Site Visibility website. Take about five minutes of your time. It'd be really helpful to us because it will help us to continue to make your sort of um, podcasting experience as great as possible. If you want to help us out and go there, it's it's uh, the website is, or the web page is, sitevisibility.com slash survey. Uh, we'd really appreciate, appreciate your feedback. And again, that's sitevisibility.com forward slash survey. Right, and today we're talking to Arnie Ken, who is the CEO of Vert- Vertical Measures. Uh, he's over in Phoenix, Arizona. How are you doing, Arnie? I'm doing great, Andy. How are you doing? Very, very good. Thank you very much. What's the weather doing over in Phoenix? I imagine it's really hot. Uh, it isn't quite really... Well, actually, it might seem really hot to you. Uh, I believe today we might actually hit 90 degrees Fahrenheit, oh. uh, which is pretty warm, but for our standards, it's almost a perfect day. So I'd probably actually melt if I was if I was experiencing <laughs> right. those temperatures. You see, us Brits, we're just used to the cold, grey, drizzly windiness, and we, right. we, we're not used to the heat. You see, we're certainly not right. used to if, deserts. We're not desert creatures. Right. If the uh, sun doesn't blind you, the heat will get you. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. yes, I'll just be a skeleton after a few days, and one of those skeletons you see in the desert. Right. right. Uh, moving on from macabre things like that. Uh, let's start off. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself and Vertical Measures. All righty. Well, uh, I've uh, been a serial entrepreneur for about 25 years now, and uh, we started Vertical Measures uh, actually almost exactly 11 years ago now. Um, And we are basically a classic full-service digital marketing agency. I think what might make us a little bit different is that we're really, really good at SEO. We've got a really large SEO team, and we've also become uh, really well-known for our content marketing efforts. And and as you've mentioned uh, already, we're based in Phoenix, Arizona. We do have a couple of employees scattered uh, around the United States, and our clients are all over the United States and a few outside of the U.S. as well. Now, being good at content marketing, what would you say are the sort of critical skills needed to create um sort of a great content marketing team. Do you think it's an advantage if you already come from a copywriting background, for example? 
Well, uh, that's a pretty big question um, because, it, you know, it, it depends on the organization that we're talking about. I mean, if you're a small 20-person company, the skills you're, you're going to need uh, are pretty different, I think, than if you're a Fortune 500 company. Mm. And, and now the skills might – you know, the, the hard part for the 20-person company is can they find one or maybe two people that have many skill sets, whereas in the large company, they can spread those out amongst, you know, many people. But mm. from, you know, what I think you might be asking specifically is about actually creating the content. And I do think uh, some to- type of journalistic or copywriting background would be really important because no matter what, most of the content that people are discovering online has a pretty large written component to it. Uh, unless, unless you're just totally dedicated to video. And then of course that's a totally different skill set. but yeah, but absolutely good writing is a key piece of, of successful content marketing. So when it comes to sort of measuring content marketing, what metrics should we be looking at? What sort of tools would you recommend? Yeah, you know, we get uh, asked that by virtually every client. Uh, and when we, te- we teach a lot of workshops uh, all around the world as well. And that's a question that comes up. And we, we, we spend a fair amount of time talking about it. But I would, I would say, you know, of course, every answer starts with it depends, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would say that I'm, I'm not such a fan of what I would call the vanity metrics, you know, as far as, you know, did this get shared a lot on, on social yeah. media or did it not get shared a lot? Did I have, you know, likes and, and all of that? I, I, you know, that, that's important to look at. But where the rubber meets the road for most businesses is there's going to be some executive somewhere saying, yes, but all I care about is additional revenue based mm. on this spend with marketing. Yeah. So I would say you need to look as deep as possible. And if you can use your analytics tools, and you asked me about tools, you know, so it could be Google Analytics. It, it, there's, there's multiple tools, and I won't talk about necessarily the social sharing ones, but there's Google Analytics. You might even incorporate like Screaming Frog or, or some of the big, bigger players out there. But, mm. but in the end, whatever, you know, whether you're an e-commerce site, a services-based business like ours, uh, you could be a large plumbing outfit. It doesn't matter. Eventually, if you can figure out – that this content generated this much revenue, that's the ultimate goal. But I would say that uh, the next level up is uh, where we're probably able to measure with most of our clients is are we at least generating enough leads for you? Mm, Um, And then the next level uh, up from there would be traffic to the website. And I would say the traffic is a minimum. I mean, you have to at least have everything in place to be able to measure the traffic coming uh, into your website as a result of specific pieces of content you've created. And then hopefully you can hook up, uh, again, analytics or whatever the tool might be, HubSpot, whatever whatever it is, uh, to be able to at least see are we if you're a lead-based company, generating enough leads from that. Mm. And then, like I mentioned, of course, revenue. The difficulty can be for us, let's say as an agency, if someone's measuring us on revenue, there's, there, there becomes uh, many things that are outside of our control possibly. Like are the salespeople actually calling on these leads yes, and are they yes. trying to turn them into customers? Yeah. And we've actually had to go back through with some of our clients and start to break down some of their processes and, and have actually discovered that you know we really did increase the number of leads coming in and traffic to your site and leads coming in, but it turns out that you're breaking down here you're not you know following up with an email and then a phone call or it took you seven days to reach out and things like that 
So yeah. it was a long-winded answer to your question, but hopefully it answered it. No, it was a great answer. Made me think of a couple of things. I, I, it, it really is where kind of analytics meets process, isn't it? It's incredibly important, the process. You mentioned like um, are these leads being followed up, as, i.e. the sort of upper reaches of the sales funnel. But you also met, had a really nice, uh, you called it, uh, what was it, Van- vanity metrics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's a common problem i think that's a common mistake people make they look at the sort of the vanity metrics rather than looking at sort of like bottom line uh i do yeah i i, I do and i think it's one it's it's fairly easy to go look at right i can go look look at our blog or our client's blog or wherever somewhere i might have contributed and i i'm tempted to always look and say oh this got so many tweets and this got shared mm-hmm. on facebook and it's posted on linkedin so many times and and i feel good of course when something's widely shared and not so good when it's not but that that's only for my ego um yeah. what i really need to look at is did that article or that uh infographic or video or whatever we produced actually generate uh, money yes. <laughs> for either vertical measures or, yeah. you know, in, in those or examples or for, or for our client or at least yeah. leads, right? Yeah. And, and also, by the way, some content is really, really good and useful and mm. has a great ROI that people are not even willing to share, mm. right? I mean, I mean, it's just some, some things that you're doing a search for online you know, it might be very, very helpful. You might be trying to decide on getting a sales automation platform. Mm. So you've done your research and you've narrowed it down to Salesforce and uh, Infusionsoft, whatever it might be, and you've done that search and you've found this great piece of content. Mm. Well, it's not a very natural instinct at that point to say, I'm going to share this with my friends on Facebook, <laughs> right? It's just it's just not, you know, you just don't do that normally. You, right. you have a mission and you're trying to accomplish your mission. And for most business purposes, turning around and then sharing it uh, on, on Facebook is just not appropriate. For consumers, that's a little bit different. But you have to, you know, you have to know the intent of your content and have the right expectations for it yeah it's an interesting notion is it the uh, sort of uh, the shareability factor now i'd like to move on to link building because it's quite a hot topic do you ever get people sort of come to you um arnie and say we want like so many inbound links to this content and if so how do you handle it what do you do uh, we do almost every day <laughs> and we actually do quite a bit of link development for our clients. Uh, so ideally we say, yes, we'd be happy to talk to you about that. And we've been actually doing that for, that's really part of the roots of the company. We've been doing link building for, for the all 11 years that we've been around, mm-hmm. but it has changed dramatically since in that, that 11 years. Uh, and, and, and I'm happy to see it change because it has been, uh, in a very spammy industry. We participated yeah. in spammy uh, methods ourselves. Uh, it's hopefully been cleaned up reasonably well by some of the Google updates, including the Penguin update. Uh, but generally what we do, uh, and actually not generally, every single time what we do is we go back to the client and say, well, we need to look at the content you have on your site mm. to find out if you have what we call linkable assets. So right. do you have pages or content or downloads or, or case studies or something that another website is going to willingly want to link to and send their traffic to? Because that's really what you're asking someone else to do is, mm. is you know, given an outbound link on their site that becomes an inbound link to yours. 
Um, and they are only going to do it um, if the content you have to offer is really valuable to their readers. Yes. And that's that's how the, uh, our clients and how anyone listening to this really has to approach it. Um, you know, if you reach out to a place like ours and say, well, I really need you to, to build links to this page where we sell printers and it's a printer product page, mm. uh, it's extremely difficult to do. It's uh, almost impossible. But if you had like maybe a nice comparison of various uh, you know 3D printers or laser printers mm. or some some a benefit you know other than just push me push me to a product page that's a different story. It's interesting, isn't it? So that it has to be valuable content, almost like sort of valuable research or something along those yeah. lines. Does it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So if someone has a tight budget or perhaps a small team, how can you do content marketing successfully? Well, I'll tell you, I, I actually, uh, a lot of the presentations we're giving uh, all over the place uh, uh, this year in particular, it's kind of free. Uh, what's the title? One of the titles is uh, uh, From Frustration to Success with Content Marketing. Yeah. And we're clearly entering this phase where many, many people, many marketers have heard and understand and think they know what content marketing is. And, they, and most of them have actually started down some content marketing path. And then most of those people right today are pretty discouraged, mm. you know, because they put in a lot of effort, uh, maybe even a lot of money into this, and it's just not working correctly. Uh, and there's about eight things that I would say that uh, they should look at. Uh, and I know I don't have time to go through all eight, but I would say that with the small teams and tight budgets, one of the uh, absolutes is that from the top down, you know, yeah. so for it's a small team. A small, you know, small business, the CEO on down has to totally believe in this um, and have to absolutely be committed to producing as much content on their own as possible. So just find a way to become the experts in whatever market you're in, whatever vertical you're in. Mm. Just write content and you might have to do it at night, you know, you might, whatever, but maybe <laughs> target that we're going to write two uh, blog posts or you know, whatever it is, however the structure of your site is, but two brand new pieces of content every week. Just mm. see if you can commit to that. They don't have to be 2,000 words. You know, A few hundred words would be okay. Add some images, but just, just make it part of your culture and be patient. It will take many, many months before you start to see this upward curve. But in every case, if somebody sticks to that little short formula I just gave and they stick to it and they commit to it, they will see a big difference in the organic traffic that's coming to their site and hopefully everything else is set up well enough that that traffic turns into leads and revenue and so on like like we've already talked about but just kind of keep it somewhat simple mm. and be willing to do the work and and that's how you can start to gain some momentum it, it almost invalidates the next question actually because what, what i was going to ask you was if you had one sort of top tip or takeaway for our audience today what what would it be but you've, you've given us one can you give us another well, actually, I'll give you one that ties to that. Yeah. Uh, when you're creating this content, and I will tell you, everybody, if, if, my, if, uh, if our company is listening to this later, which, I, oh, I hope they will, uh, <laughs> they're going to all laugh because they have heard me say this so many times. And if you've been to any of my presentations, eventually I squeeze this in mm. where I say, I think that one of the key differences between success and failure with your content efforts is creating content that people are actually searching for. Mm. And it's for many companies, they'll say, well, that seems so basic and so 
uh, mundane or whatever, maybe, right? I'm, and, and what frustrates me is companies that are not successful yet that sit around and say, oh, I've got this great idea for a piece of content. Or, you know, they have a brainstorming and they feel like they've got five great ideas. And so they write this really clever post or this really cool infographic or whatever. And they have not really thought about that you're looking for organic search results. Mm. Is anyone actually going to search for this title? And if, if, if you're frustrated with your content marketing right now, if you would just go back and look at the content you've produced or the content going forward and make sure before you hit publish, you look at the title of that content and just imagine, could you picture someone actually going to Google or any search engine yeah. and searching for that? And if the answer is no, I would change the title. And I would go back historically and change titles if you need to. Uh, but that alone can make a big difference in your organic success with your, with your content marketing efforts. Now, the next question, Arnie, I have to ask it because you're a, a content marketing expert. I'm, I'm rubbing my thighs as I say this because I'm, I'm slightly trepidatious. But here goes. A, a few, I think, I'm trying to think, about 18 months ago, I'm pretty sure I was hearing a lot of people saying, content marketing is dead. Not in that voice, but they were saying content marketing is dead. In your view, Arnie, are you still hearing that or do you think it subsided? And if you are, what's your response to it? Well, I've heard it. I've read all the articles and I've, you know, I've seen some people try to get attention from that headline, just like SEO is dead and everything yeah, else is dead. Podcasting but is dead. I think, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, they're foolish and they're just <laughs> trying to get some attention because content, I mean, really content marketing has been around for hundreds of years. It really has. I mean, people have created great content and had great results with their marketing efforts uh, as a result, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's no reason. I, I know that the, you know, the, uh, it feels like the, uh, all of your marketplaces are being flooded with content. And yes, they are. That might be the bigger issue. So what you have to do is just not be one of the average people or below average people out there producing content. What you have to do is produce stuff that's better than your competitors. Mm. And as long as you do that, it's it, it, and, and we find we find content opportunities in every single client that we have. Mm. And we, we actually work a lot with universities. And so you might think, well, you're creating competing content, but every school has its own location. They have their own programs. They have their own uniquenesses. And we just find gaps and ways to exploit their, their strengths and produce content around it. So uh, if you think it's dead, you will be falling behind very, very quickly <laughs> and, and someone else is just going to win. So Maybe they were saying it was dead just to try and make good content. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was exactly it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I really needed to say. <laughs> Lonnie, thanks so much for coming yeah. on. Uh, before we go, how can our listeners find out more about you and uh, more about Vertical Measures? Well, continue listening to these great podcasts, but uh, for Thank Vertical you. Measures specifically, the, probably the easiest thing is to visit us at verticalmeasures.com. Uh, you can also you can find us on Twitter. You can find us everywhere. That's right? so what we do. We actually do content marketing. We, we eat our own dog food, so to speak. Uh, but the easiest way is probably verticalmeasures.com. Uh, and if you're listening in the U.S., uh, well, we have, a, I think, an international toll-free number as well. But probably yeah. hitting our website and contacting us from there would be the, the easiest thing for all, everyone. And I appreciate that plug. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. And thank you to our listeners for listening. Show notes, usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review because that helps us to be more successful because it's good content. Uh, don't forget that special place where you can uh, leave feedback of our survey specifically, sitevisibility.com slash survey. That's a place to go. If you want to email us, it's 
podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at sitevisibility. If you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can go to the Site Visibility Group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Arnie. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Andy. And thank you, all the listeners. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.